Hi, I'm a superhero named Pure Heart the Powerful, Allison. And I suddenly and inexplicably can now ride a, a, a motorcycle and I can't speak apparently. Evan. We are Cheryl's bitches. We are here with season two, Evan. We are at season two. I'm proud of us. This is season two of our podcast. Oh my gosh. Did you miss us? I'm sure they did. I missed us. <laughs> We're here to discuss chapter 14, A Kiss Before Dying, which was aptly named. Was. Um, so the episode uh kind of it just immediately picks off where the last episode left off. It picks up where the last episode left off. Um, Jughead is narrating. Archie is uh driving his dad to the hospital, but he doesn't have his license, so like it's it's bad. Um anyways, but he does get him there. The hospital does look like it's from the 1950s, and I did wonder why Archie didn't just call an ambulance that like actually knows how to drive. We uh, learned that uh, they did that. call an ambulance and didn't yeah. come, which like what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard of that like happening in like suburban America. So I'm a little confused. Yeah. I'm like, I know for a fact that Riverdale definitely has like ambulances. And I can't imagine there were that many ambulance calls happening at that exact moment. Um so I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're in cahoots with the killer. Who knows? The hospital did look like it was the 1950s because of the freaking nurse uniform. Yeah. <laughs> like World War II-esque nurse uniforms for some reason. It's like the same uniforms they wear in Ratched, just in Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, so they Was get that... called... <laughs> Is anyone else? <laughs> like, I don't know what that... Ratched? Yes. I've ne what is that? What media? It was a bad Ryan. I think it actually might get a season two. Uh, it was like a Netflix Ryan Murphy show. Ratched? Yeah, it's it had Sarah Paulson in it. She was a lesbian nurse in like oh. the 40s. Um, okay, I've seen pictures. I've seen this picture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not even the nurses' uniforms because there was there were all white. Okay, but it's the same style. <laughs> yes. Anyway, they get to the hospital. They start operating on Fred. And there's throughout the episode, there's a number of dream sequences of presumably in Fred's mind as he's like contemplating, should I stay or should I go? Like, did you ever see that movie? What was it? Should I stay? No. It was like a freaking one of those uh, like books turn movie that like teenage girls, my straight friend maybe watch it one time when I was in high school. It was so bad. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it feels like was, a bad Twilight knockoff. Well, it wasn't like a fantasy or dystopian. It was just like a romance novel oh. about okay. like the family got into a car crash and only the teenage daughter like didn't die instantly and she was like it was all took place like basically in her head like should she stay and she ends up staying for like her high school boyfriend which I feel like my sister read this family. book <laughs> anyway this is the exact reference that Riverdale's making because <laughs> Fred is like contemplating whatever is he gonna die or not so there's a number of dream sequences so the first one is fred is at like archie and the gang's high school graduation but then the killer shows up and like maybe shoots him and it's like anyway it's a dream yeah um then we get betty uh talking to alice in the morning um about what she did after the jubilee and she's like we went back to jughead's trailer and alice says oh betty 
if that beanie wearing cad defiled you, at least please tell me you were being you were being safe. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I will say this episode for all the dramatics had so many good quotes. So many quotes. I'm so excited. I wrote down a really, really long letter, and I will be reading it in full. So yes, she asks, um, but that, but Betty's like, no, we were going to, but then we were interrupted, which like, girl, if you didn't even do it, don't tell your mom. Like, what? Even if you did do it, like, examine within yourself whether or not you want to share this information before you share it. Yeah, I don't Like, know. if you want to, valid, I guess. But also, if you don't, lying is a potential okay situation for this one. Um... Please lie to your parents, Betty. <laughs> Betty needs um, to learn how to lie. So yes, they were interrupted by the serpents. Um, and Betty gets a call during this conversation and she picks it up. And Alice says, if that's the snake pliskin, I had to look at that off of that reference. If that's the snake pliskin, block him. And she says, it's Archie. <laughs> And Alice says, block him too. <laughs> Amazing writing. <laughs> it's, I like, uh, it's, I laughed out loud actually at that one. It was so good. I also had to look up that reference <laughs> because <laughs> it is so like random. Um, If you don't know, it's from <laughs> the films. Snake Pliskin is a character, the protagonist of the films Escape from New York and Escape from L.A., um, both from the 1980s. <laughs> so obviously the Riverdale viewers quickly understood that reference. The Riverdale writers know who they're writing to and understand the references that they will understand. <laughs> um, but that exchange was genuinely very funny. Good back and forth. Um, then Veronica is also having breakfast and Hermione notices that she brought out a mimosa and Hermione is mad, not because her daughter is drinking, <laughs> but because she opened a bottle of Cristal that Hermione was saving for Hiram when he gets home. I love the scene too. Veronica is being so messy, which I guess like her thing with like her parents was not really resolved last season so she's definitely still like acting out <laughs> and then yeah. she again gets a call from betty but in this moment we learned that hermione knows that veronica had a uh gentleman guest the night before as well yeah because they were loudly fucking <laughs> 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 anyway. Um Jughead also gets a phone call, uh, goes outside, rips the tarp off of a bike, puts on a helmet with his little crown symbol on it, and speeds off. Okay, my issue. Okay, obviously FP drives a motorcycle. Okay, so Jughead's driving it while he's in jail. Fair enough. Why the fuck would the helmet have the Jughead symbol already? That's what I want to know. My other question my other question so like to to drive a motorcycle you need a like specific license like it's not just a normal driver's license you have to get a motorcycle license it was previously mentioned that archie doesn't even have his normal driver's license like two minutes ago in this episode archie and jughead are supposed to be the same age they're both sophomores in high school so how does jughead have his motorcycle license jughead most certainly does not um i don't know <laughs> if you know this the Southside Servants are criminals. And so he is actually indeed breaking the law while driving <laughs> this motorcycle. Later, he drives it without a helmet, which is he also, also does, he does do that against as well. the law. But <laughs> he's like in later in the episode, also like, I'm not a serpent. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I just have questions. And he's like just driving around town like it's <laughs> I have so many questions and why did he not get pulled over um yeah 
so they're all heading to the hospital because word has spread about Fred. Um, so they get there and Archie starts telling the story of what happened. And he's clearly like holding something back about the story. Um, and this is when Chuckhead calls him pure heart the powerful because Veronica's like you're basically a superhero because like you shit you saved Cheryl and now you saved your dad and Jughead says yes you're a superhero named pure heart the powerful <laughs> which has to be the fucking worst superhero name what name it's so bad anyways so then everyone's parents arrive and they um are all like, Archie, have you called your mom yet? And he's like, oh shit, I should go do that. So he leaves. Um, but then Alice sees Jughead and decides that this is the perfect time to uh, accuse him of being a serpent and that his new gang may have shot Fred. I love instantly. 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 When last episode, we were, I just, I just edited the season <laughs> one finale. So I know last episode we were like wow Alice is actually being like a good parent for once and like says she likes Jughead and doesn't want him to like have to move in with a foster family and now instantly she's like you're a serpent the serpent killed Fred like (laughs) it's so she's she's an icon um anyways then Jughead responds and says well at least you can't blame my dad because he's in jail (laughs) he's been a flex Jughead it's, it's like such a great unintentional self own. Um, so Archie calls his mom and is very sad because he's like crying and he says that she should come to Riverdale in case they need to say goodbye. Sad. Um, and then Sheriff Keller arrives. Um, and he's like, I want to talk to Archie. And <laughs> Jughead is like, can I come? And before Sheriff Keller can be like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. Archie's just like, he's coming. Which like, what? For what? I don't know. So like, that, actually, I do know why. It's so that he can make comments during this interview. Okay. I don't get why Archie wants Jughead there that bad. I don't know why Archie wants him there. I understood why the writers want him there, though. <laughs> um, so then uh, Sheriff Keller is asking Archie questions about what happened. Um, and he's asking specifically about what jacket the killer was wearing. And then Jughead <laughs> responds and basically implies that Sheriff Keller is just trying to pin this on the serpents. Which, pretty valid because Sheriff Keller's like, Oh, he was wearing a jacket? Was there any sort of uh, insignia or symbol on that jacket? When And Archie's like, no, it was just a plain jacket. But he does insist that the killer was not wearing a ski mask. It was He was wearing a black hood that had eye holes cut out of it. And he could see the green eyes of the killer. He was very insistent the eyes were green. Um, and then Sheriff Keller is like, oh, it was probably just a robbery. He was probably a drug addict. He was either high on meth or jingle jangle. Okay, no, he says he was probably out of his head on meth or the jingle jangle, <laughs> which I'm like, I'm sorry. Even, I know this is a fake Riverdale drug, but I don't think you call, there's no drug that you say the before. Like, you're not like, he was high on the heroin. Um, yeah. He was high on the marijuana. Which <laughs> is so funny. The jingle jangle, yeah. So anyway, in the first jingle jangle mention. First jingle jingle mention. Many firsts happened in this episode, and it's very exciting for me. Um, but so then Sheriff Keller is like, yeah, it's probably a robbery, but what if it wasn't a robbery and maybe Fred was a target? Jughead has to ask these things because it's Riverdale. <laughs> That's what he says. Oh, God. Anyways, um, then Veronica and Betty are talking in the waiting room about 
Uh, and Veronica's like, listen, I just don't know how to be like emotionally there for Archie right now. Um, that's not like my strong suit and I'm not good at it. And I'm stressing them to like mess things up because I'm bad at this, which I thought was kind of cute actually that she's like trying to be a good girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she was very much. She's like, I am totally, I would, old Veronica would have just ran away by now. Yeah. <laughs> So she's trying. Um, um, Jughead and Archie walk back to like join them and Jughead noticed that Archie was again like kind of holding something back. Um, so Jughead asks what's up and Archie basically says he didn't want to tell Sheriff Keller this but that his dad and um, Mrs. Lodge fired the serpents from the crew earlier so he thinks it could possibly be a serpent who you know is getting revenge Mm -hmm. um jughead says that he'll go tap into his newfound serpent connections and see what he can find out about this theory or if like someone else had anything like involvement if they can figure anything out um, but then the doctor arrives and tells Archie that Fred is out of surgery, but he's not out of the woods yet. He hasn't woken up and they're a little concerned because he's not breathing on his own. Yeah, so there's nothing that they can really do right now. So everyone's like, Archie, you should just go home and get changed because he's still covered in blood. <laughs> um, so he should go home, get changed and like get a change of clothes for Fred. Um and stuff like that, and uh, Veronica will go with him. Yeah. Um, before they get home, though, uh, Fred has another, like, dream sequence thing of um, Archie at Andrew's construction, um, and he's telling him to go that uh, their, like, dead relatives are waiting for Fred, which is odd to Fred. Um, and then Archie does get home and Vegas comes and greets him and uh, he's like, oh, no, no one walked the dog. I need to go walk him. And Veronica's like, uh, dude, you're covered in blood. You can't do that right now. Go shower. And she's like, uh, I, I can walk him. And Archie's like, you've never walked a dog in your life. So they end up going together. But my question is, even if you've never walked a dog in your life, you could just do it. It's not it's something not that, that needs hard. to be that like, taught. Just You can do a verbal explanation in about 30 seconds and she'd be good. Like, unless Vegas is an exceptionally bad dog. <laughs> yeah. You just, but anyway, they go together and Archie tells a cute story of how when they got Vegas, it was supposed to be Archie's dog and like Archie's responsibility, but now Fred pretty much just takes care of Vegas and you know, like walks him while he's at football practice and takes him out in the morning so uh, Archie can sleep in and that Fred is just like a really good dog parent as well. Yeah. Um, So then uh, Jughead goes and talks to the serpents and asks them to look into Fred's shooting. Um, He's like, I know this isn't your guys' MO, but maybe someone's gone rogue. Also, you know, like all the seedy hangouts in town. Can you like go ruffle some feathers, see what falls out, that kind of thing. Yep, and they're gonna, they're gonna do it because yeah. they answer to FP. Yeah, they do. <laughs> then we um, see <laughs> an unfortunately iconic scene <laughs> um, where Archie is finally showering mm-hmm. and Veronica decides that the way, <laughs> the best way to emotionally comfort, I guess, she walks into the bathroom, strips naked, gets in the shower with him, and they have a very inappropriate uh, shower sex scene right at this moment. Um, Something I think I wrote down that I found really just, like, funny is this whole time, she takes off, like, like obviously she takes off all the clothes she's getting in the shower, but she leaves her pearls on. <laughs> and then uh pearls sorry my pearls stay on during sex um and then from the moment she stepped in the shower i wrote ah i hate this i hate this i hate this i hate this like six times in my notes (laughs) oh god yeah 
Veronica, queen of being sexual at weird times. <laughs> it's like uncomfortable. I guess he was into it, whatever. Um, then, of, uh, sex. The next scene, Kevin is also cannot, I don't know, think of the important stuff right now. He's like, so did you and she's talking to Betty and was like, hey, did you and Jughead like do it last night? And she's like, we almost did. He told me that he loves me. And he says, Mr. I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. Say I love you which I thought that was cute but Kevin was not there for that so that means that Betty told him that story verbatim which good on her she should have um anyways and then Betty explains that they were going to uh do the do but then got interrupted by the serpent then things got weird in a my boyfriend might be joining the serpents kind of way um is what she tells him and then Kevin is like, um, did you learn nothing from my failed relationship for the past year? To which Betty says, oh, come on, Joaquin was nice. And Kevin responds, yeah, when he wasn't dumping bodies in Sweetwater River or mopping up buckets, buckets of blood. Fair. Which, you know fair what, enough, fair. Kevin. <laughs> fair enough. Um, while they're talking, Cheryl shows up at the hospital in uh, all white <laughs> she's wearing like a turtleneck white dress and like a belt that has a big red heart on it um and she's at the hospital because her mom was deeply injured by the fire <laughs> um was she well i don't know she says that what happened is that the house was burning down and that Penelope ran into the fire to save her because she was sleeping. Um, and Kevin is like, is this the apocalypse? <laughs> um, yeah. I also wrote down Cheryl's outfit in the scene, but I had a different take on it because I thought it was like a blouse skirt combo. And oh, maybe it white. is. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so then Archie and Veronica are getting ready to go back to the hospital, and Archie and Veronica's like collecting um Fred's things that the hospital gave Archie. Uh, and Archie asks where Fred's wallet is, and they can't find it. And Archie like freaks out, and he starts yelling at the Veronica, and like asks her to leave. And um, she then refuses to leave, and is like, "No, I'm not doing that. You're like obviously going through a lot. You're not in your right mind. I'm gonna be here for you." which okay <laughs> yeah i just have to say when he's like ranting about the wallet he's like everything important to him <laughs> is in that wallet he doesn't go anywhere without it i'm like that's <laughs> how everyone treats their wallet oh, wow. like what <laughs> what do you mean archie <laughs> <laughs> Um, in that case, like, his house keys are probably really important to him, too, that, like, if this is the standard we're using. Really important. Um, I would also say Veronica is low-key serving damp <laughs> hair plus cleave plus pearls plus red plaid skirt. Yes, I agree. Oh, then uh, Archie gets a call from Sheriff Keller and he has to go to the police station because they have suspects and it's a police lineup. And the creepy part is they make all of them put on like a ski mask. So I guess <laughs> it looks more like how the shooter would have looked, um, but it's not any of them according to Archie. I'm not gonna lie, watching that scene, I laughed. I was, the moment they took out the hoods and put them on, I laughed. I was like, I know this is supposed to be dramatic, but it's just so funny. Like, why would they do this? You can just see the eyes. Anyways, um, then uh, Veronica is at the hospital and she's talking to Betty and Chughead and she explains where uh, Archie is and Betty says, that's probably traumatizing, which like, yeah, probably is Betty. I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
just extra rich coming from her uh based on what she'll do in the future <laughs> um then uh Veronica asks them to go look for the wallet uh at Pops because it might be there um and then just kind of randomly Jughead is like well this could have been premeditated <laughs> like it might have been targeted at Fred uh and not a random robbery and Veronica's like okay yeah and that's part of the concern of what if they can't find the wallet because the black hood took it and now has information about fred yeah scary um they have to so they're going to pops and betty they they're like talking about the motorcycle and betty's like i i don't want to ride that but then she's like okay i guess i will um she's like there's only one helmet and Jack is like well you can have it I'm like okay uh chivalry yeah he said I'll die you, you'll be fine <laughs> um then is probably my favorite scene in the entire episode I'm gonna be honest um Veronica goes to talk to her mom in the chapel who's praying in Spanish um and Veronica walks up and essentially uh, and is like are you praying for Fred uh Fred to recover or for his quick death and um Hermione's like what why would I want him to die and Veronica explains that she thinks that um they that Hermione put a hit on Fred because um she couldn't get Fred to sell her his shares of the um uh, Sodale development at the old drive-in um, and Veronica says I don't think you're an innocent pawn mom I think you're daddy's eyes and ears on the ground calling the shots and Hermione responds and says do you genuinely believe that and Veronica says if the Manolo Blotic fits I love this scene because it's again Veronica making shit that has nothing to do with her about her. Like her boyfriend's dad was just shot, and she's like, I can't believe my dad tried to kill her. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe my parents are involved. Um, anyways, but then Hermione's like obviously annoyed at this. <laughs> and it's like this is messed up even for you, Veronica. Um, and then says, it's a long quote, Miha, your disrespect will no longer be tolerated, not by me and certainly not by your father when he comes home. So a word of advice, get back in line with this family because you're a lodge before you're anything else. You know, I should slap you for what you're insinuating, but I'm not a violent person. Love that. God. I'm not a violent person. It's so good. It was so good. Um, this episode made me so excited for this season because I think my favorite part of this season is the Veronica Archie parent storyline. It is good. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a, such a good, like it was actually well shot too. It's like close-ups on their face and because they're like at the visual player thing, there's a bunch of candles in front of them, so their faces are like red, and they're like very close together while they're talking, and it's just very ominous and threatening. And it was a good scene. It was a really good scene. Cinema. It was. It was cinema. <laughs> the next scene, some more friends have arrived at the hospital to show their support. We see the new Reggie. New Reggie. Regular Reggie, because old Reggie is old Reggie. This is just like. Reggie. The Reggie for most of the series. Um, <laughs> and the pussycats are also there. And they say, Josie says that they'll give Fred as many lives as he needs. So I'm like, okay, cats. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, then the doctor arrives and tells Archie that he can go see Fred and to talk to him and stuff, but he needs to keep it positive because that's what's going to help Fred. True. He's manifesting. <laughs> I'm like, why is this doctor like has delusion plus me? Like, don't they believe in actual medicine? Um, <laughs> but anyway, manifest awakeness. Um, there's another dream sequence um where in this one Archie is about to propose to Veronica. Um, which I'm like, again, I feel like 
they we lost the plot somewhere because in the last episode of season one Archie and Veronica were not even officially dating they told Betty that they had like kissed a couple of times which Mm -hmm. I'm like you guys aren't even officially dating and your dad is having dream sequences where you're going to marry her like (laughs) calm down Fred uh, then Betty and Jekka show up with Pops to look for the wallet. And Pop T is there for, like, reasons, cleaning up. Because um, it's, I guess, not a crime scene anymore. I don't know. Um, and, uh, Tomorrow. <laughs> he already missed a day of business. That's so true. And it's the only restaurant. They can't have that shut down for long. <laughs> I do love, as soon as they walk in, he's like, sorry, kids, we're closed today. Like, <laughs> He sees Jughead and he's like, Jughead basically lives here. No, he sees them and he's like, I need to explain that we're closed because the giant puddle of blood isn't going to do that. Anyway, so they ask Pop Tate some questions and he says that the guy wasn't there to rob the store. Like he's been robbed many times um, and they have even had windows broken out during the riots. But this guy was not a robber. Um, and that he looked like death himself come to Riverdale. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Bob, Bob is like, are you guys hungry? Um, so he cooks <laughs> some food, which is just very cute. Um, Betty cannot eat, but Joghead is like inhaling food. And he's like, we cope in different ways. <laughs> um, then Betty starts talking to him about the serpents. And he's like, I'm not a serpent. Um uh and also my foster family is going to cover for me and i'm actually going to move out of there and they're just going to tell them i'm like tell the uh foster system that i'm living there and i'm actually going to move into my dad's trailer and Betty's like okay what no a little concerned about this foster family that is like instantly like yeah we'll just let we'll cover this kid let him live alone let him live alone also okay so also, Betty, like, insinuates that because the foster family is on the south side, they're, like, going to try to influence Jughead to get with the serpents, which feels bigoted until you hear this, like, scheme, and then you're like, oh, no, maybe. Yeah, that tracks. Like, that would make sense. Yeah, you actually should live alone in the gang <laughs> territory. Like, yeah. Like, maybe they are trying to get him to join the serpents. <laughs> Um, so after that, Cheryl is talking to Penelope in the hospital. Penelope is, like, covered in bandages, like, <laughs> head to toe. Her face is completely covered. She's, like, breathing through a tube. And Cheryl says that the reason, like, the actual reason she, like, d- went back into the fire was to save a portrait. Don't know what that means or why she would do that, but... Cheryl's like you have to just like go with my story that you went in to save me um because she wants like the life that she like always wanted of like having a parent who loves her um which is just sad (laughs) but she's like if you don't go with my story I'll um tell them what's really happened with the farm with the barn and daddy which, what the fuck does that mean, too? What does that mean? Cheryl's being so ominous. Um, she says that her, like, experiences were abuse. And that she's finally going to have her good life. And she grabs Penelope's, like, breathing tube. And is squeezing and cutting off her oxygen. Um, so, yes, it was a death threat. Yeah. She does, like, explicitly say, if you breathe, it's because I allow you to breathe. <laughs> slay. Slay. Cheryl. Truly slay. Um, Which, okay, is she saying that, like, Penelope told Clifford to kill himself or I something? I don't know. I feel like it's, like, insinuating that Penelope murdered Clifford. I mean, the most it could be is she, like, told him to kill himself right because I don't think she could like hang Clifford by the throat you know just physically yeah I I don't know know. I don't know I did not remember that at all but also Sheriff Keller's not exactly good at his job so maybe she did just like murder him and they were like oh must be a suicide true 
true. I'm thinking more like he did die by hanging, presumably. Now, maybe Sheriff Keller is that bad at his job that they don't even know <laughs> cause of death, but I don't know how Penelope would like physically overpower him to kill him. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways, so then Veronica shows up uh, at the hospital with a wallet for Fred and is like, just to hold him over until we find the real one. And it is cute. She's like being a good girlfriend. And Archie says that she's the best girlfriend ever and he doesn't deserve her. To which she's like, why would you say that? Before he can answer, Jughead interrupts because he just arrived with that shitload of pops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, They go they're like the gang is eating together and Archie finally tells like what he's been holding back that after the gunshot he was like paralyzed with fear and um he didn't like rush to help his dad at one point the gun was to the back of his head and he was just like frozen he didn't fight back or anything um and until like he heard the bell of like meaning the the shooter left pops is when he finally like reacted um and he says that he was a coward which like okay Archie I know Archie's like the type to have this much guilt over it but it's like um everyone like I feel like people though it's like fight fight flight or freeze like if you could have a gun to the back of your head you're not a coward for just freezing yeah um yeah <laughs> did you find the cut to the scene like incredibly jarring because I did I feel like they cut something out they probably did because like they bring in the food and then it's like they're already done eating and it's just the four of them talking in like a dark room like we don't I don't even know where they are really somewhere in the hospital I guess yeah I don't know I felt it it was felt very weird and jarring um but yeah so then Archie also says that uh if the Black Hood does have um uh Fred's wallet he's now concerned that he might come back and try to kill Fred again because he has like all of his personal information which is a valid fear. Um, but then Archie goes to see his dad and Cheryl is there and he's like, this is weird. Uh, but she says that she's there to pay Archie back for what he did at Sweetwater River, which was cute. Yeah, um, she kisses him and it's the kiss of life that Archie gave her at the river she's giving to Fred. So Fred's gonna live. She's sure of it. Mm-hmm. Which we don't have to wait long to see how this goes because Archie is then talking to Fred and Fred wait or has a vision of Archie marrying Veronica and um, the Black Hood starts storming them and then Fred wakes up and um, is awake now and apparently fine. Sorry, we have to go back to the <laughs> dream sequence of the wedding because it was like a very Scottish wedding. Like Archie <laughs> is wearing a kilt and do we have any evidence that they have like this distinct connection to their ancestry because it's certainly not veronica's ancestry right <laughs> like i don't understand that's a good point i didn't, like, I didn't even think about that <laughs> like, it is aggressively a scottish wedding and that's clearly like supposed to be archie's upbringing i guess but yeah i don't know I don't know. We don't get any of that. And I'm like, okay, Loki, Veronica would not go along with like the Scottish wedding. Like, I feel like they I'm would sorry. have to, like traditionally. Veronica Hispanic. Lodge is not getting married outside on the side of a hill. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, she's not doing that. I just thought that was funny. So, yeah, Frank does wake up. Um, he is like instantly cognizant like I don't know it just seems very quick and Archie tells him that he's sorry he didn't do more and from now on he's gonna protect him um and Fred's like well I came back to protect you Archie um then outside Jughead offers Betty a ride home but she refuses because Alice would quote come outside with a shotgun if she saw her on the bike um 
And then Betty says that no matter what Jug needs to, Jughead needs to do and explore or whatever, um, she supports him. So she's essentially like, listen, if you need to go hang out with the serpents and figure out if you want to join them, I'm still here for you. Which is yeah. good uh, because literally like three scenes earlier, she insisted that all they did was cause pain. So <laughs> quick turnaround, okay? So fast, fast reconsideration. <laughs> Um, Jughead gets home to the trailer and inside is the two guys he was talking to earlier and a guy that is severely beaten up and the serpents say like we found this other serpent bitching at the bar talking all sorts of shit about Fred that they fired him and he's like we had to get to the truth Jughead's like why did you beat him up and they're like we had to get to the truth and it's like and and he's like yeah and he was just talking shit he didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) but they say they had to bring him there to show Jughead that they did what he asked um so that he should tell his dad about it yeah then we get Veronica coming home and she hears some people speaking Spanish um and, uh sorry i can't see it but allison's cat diaper just walked in front of the camera and i couldn't see anything so piper okay. yes okay so veronica gets home and she hears some speak- people speaking spanish so she walks in even further and we find out that daddy has arrived <laughs> we are so excited. <laughs> okay. Hiram is back. Anyways, Hiram is mad that Veronica was not there when he arrived home early as a surprise for her. Um, and then Hermione is like, and she drank your crystal. <laughs> does not forgive. She does not forget. Hermione is taking no prisoners. Um, and, um, then Hiram's like, that's very disrespectful of you, uh, but can I at least get a kiss, uh, from my daughter since I'm home now? And Veronica goes and gives him, like, a kiss on the cheek, um, and then as she's walking away says, oh, by the way, Fred woke up, and I'm sure we're all very happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) She got a little zig in at the end. So she thinks she won, I think. You know, in her mind, she's like, I She's just like, I, I killed them. They are they're dead in there. They're dead in there. Meanwhile, Hermione's just like, okay. The crystal. <laughs> um, so Mary arrives to Riverdale. Um, and it's like Jughead voiceover time. This is when Archie's vigil began, where Archie's new plan to protect Fred is to sit by the door with a baseball bat and just watch and just be on lookout 24-7, I guess. He doesn't, who needs sleep, you know? Who needs to sleep? Not Archie, apparently. Um, anyways, and then we also get from the drug ha- or drug narration that um, Archie's keeping vigil for someone who is stalking other streets tonight uh, in the next town over in Greendale. And we see who? Miss Grundy, back to her old ways, kissing a student who's clearly supposed to be a high schooler, even though he looks 27. Um, I do appreciate that they found a guy that looks like kind of like Jason and Archie. Yeah, they did. Like Jason, but that's clearly, you know, her type. Um, true. Anyways, but then um she comes back in and notices some like weird things. The windows open, there's like music on the ground. Uh, and so she's like looking around, and then um someone comes up from behind her and starts choking her with the bow for her cello, which somehow causes blood. I was confused by this. Um, and it's the black hood, he's murdering her. Yeah. 
Rip. Rip. <laughs> we did it into the episode. Miss Grundy's fucking dead. Miss Grundy finally died. Oh, great episode. It was such Honestly, a good one. I forgot about the whole like Fred getting shot thing. So I'm like, okay, season two, episode one. What is this going to be like? Jughead at Southside High? Like, what's going on? And then it was not not that yet but this was a good episode it was um i'm more excited for season two than i was for season one i'm gonna be honest um i love season two season two might be my favorite season yeah it might be my second favorite season what's your favorite season three Oh, I don't like season three that much <laughs> season I appreciate it more this time i feel like i couldn't Season three is just a lot. <laughs> oh, um, what was your favorite outfit this episode? Um, mine was definitely Cheryl's in the hospital, just because not only did it kind of slay, she was wearing like a uh asymmetrical white flowy skirt thing with the red belt with the heart, um, and then like a puritan like goody proctor-esque blouse on top um and it was an all-white outfit and it was like a fun like parallel callback to her intro outfit in season one but like updated and a little bit more edgy now that she's like gonna kill her mom (laughs) gonna kill her mom and like (laughs) more mentally unstable than she already was I like that one. I think my favorite is Veronica's, though. Especially with damp hair, Veronica. Slaying. Slaying us all. Um, What was your quote of the episode? I think we all know about my quote of the episode. Was the really, really long Hermione quote. You don't have to do it again unless you want to. We remember. It's up to you. Uh, um, I'll do I'll do an abbreviated version. Um, it's just Miha, your disrespect will no longer be tolerated. Not by me, and certainly not by your father when he comes home. You know, I should slap you for what you're insinuating, but I'm not a violent person. So good. It's such a good quote. Mine was much earlier in the episode. Um, if that snake Bliskin block him. It's Archie. Block him, too. (laughs) I just love that one because, like, we have not seen Alice bitching about Archie since, like, episode three, but she's back on it instantly. (laughs) She said, new season, back to the beginning. Where are we starting? Let's go. (laughs) um, What character? Oh, you know who we have to do? Because it's her last episode. Ooh. Grundy. Oh, did we not already do Grundy? I feel like we did. No. Um, I actually have a list. Do you want to oh. hear who we did? Yeah, I do. Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, Kevin, Valerie, season one, Reggie, Polly, <laughs> Clifford, Chuck, FP, and then. Who did what was episode 12? The other ones I haven't listened to yet. That's fine. <laughs> but that's the first 11. <laughs> Grundy's not in episode 12, so we know she's safe. Let's do yeah. Grundy. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're doing Kinsey scale. We forget, to, we forget to introduce this like every third every episode. Time. Every <laughs> single episode. We're doing Kinsey Scale as our closing bit to all of our new season two listeners. Um, so Kinsey Scale is the heterosexuality to homosexuality scale from zero to six. Um, I always say one to six, if I got it right this time. And um, okay, we'll do ours at the same time. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> we both said zero because that she is a sucks woman and we don't one. want her and <laughs> fuck her. It's, it's, 
yeah, it's partially, I don't want her associated with me in any way, shape or form. And partially like just that is a heterosexual. Like there's nothing else to say about it. <laughs> True. The way she dresses. Yeah. Even her like sexy outfits are so male gazy. True. True, true. Yeah. And not for the male gaze. For the male gaze. For the male gaze. <laughs> My wide-eyed gaze. My wide-eyed gaze. <laughs> <laughs> We've all aggressively looked into the screen. <laughs> With the widest eyes we could possibly do. <laughs> anyway, um, any anything else, Evan? so I just think I'm very excited for season two I'm excited it's also twice as long as season one so that'll be interesting um but we'll get through I'm we'll get through it I'm just I'm trying to remember back and I'm a little afraid that there's going to be some some more filler episodes than in season one Mm -hmm. which is like nothing is happening I feel like those are way more fun to talk about I love when nothing, when there's no plot to have to get through. <laughs> That's also rant. true. That's so true. <laughs> Plus, this is Hiram Lodge's season. This season is, this is probably peak Hiram. I think Hiram peaks in season two. Daddy. Daddy. Daddy has arrived, and I'm excited to see how things go. <laughs> You can uh, reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are on the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Um, hear what your favorite iconic fits of the episode or your favorite quotes of the episode are. You can reach out to us at um, Cheryl's B words at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at Cheryl's bitches or find us on Instagram at Cheryl's bitches and TikTok at Cheryl's bitches as well. So um, that is Cheryl's B words at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email and Cheryl's bitches on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, check us out, please. <laughs>